Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio, you're listening to Wine Talk with Stu the Wine Guru. Thank you, thank you. Welcome to Wine Talk for Wednesday, January 6th, 2010 at 7 p.m. Eastern, and this is the first official show of the new year. I'm your host, Do the Wine Guru, coming to you live from unseasonably cold Coral Springs, Florida, as I always do. As you know, I'll take your calls anytime during the show at 1-646-381-4860 or email me your questions at info at stewthewineguru.com. You can also go into my chat room here on the show page and chat with other wine enthusiasts or ask me any questions you like about wine. I want to say thanks to all the listeners out there for getting the word out about my show. Welcome to all of you listening worldwide. I call that the power of the people meets the power of the Internet. Now, if you want to find out more about me, just Google Stu the Wine Guru. You can find out the websites, the videos, the articles, and the shows that I'm currently part of. Speaking of articles and reviews, I am writing wine articles and reviews for Yahoo, The Examiner, and Google. So look for those as well. I've also made another installment of my Wine 101 video series that can be viewed both on YouTube and my website at www.stewthewineguru.com. So check that one out. The latest installment is Wines of Australia, where I review Peter Lehman's Clancy Red Blend. I've talked about that wine before on the show, and that is absolutely fantastic wine. All right, let's talk wine. We've got a fantastic show for you tonight. Of course, as always, the number that you can reach me at is 1-646-381-4860. Or, if you're shy and prefer the computer, email me your questions at info at stewthewineguru.com. And as I mentioned earlier, you can get into the chat room and get into the chat going on in the room. I usually post the question of the evening in there, but there are many wine enthusiasts that you can talk with and uh, talk about anything you want about wine. So, I see Felix is in there tonight, our regular. How are you doing, Felix? Uh, let's see, any any questions from Felix? Anything else going on here? Let me take a look before I move on. Uh, let's see, what does Felix have to say? Anything yet? Hold on. Just checking, Felix. 
think that Felix is uh, formulating his questions here, looks like. Okay. So when Felix has a question, I'm going to get back. Oh, looks like he's got something going here. Let's see. What you got, Felix? The world is waiting on you. Not to put too much pressure on you whatsoever. All right. So since I, for, for some reason, have a slower feed, I'm going to uh, get back to Felix on Felix's question. So, so Felix, you know the question of the evening. And uh, if you want, or chat about anything else you want to talk about, and I'll get back to that. All right, let's go on to the rest of the show here. Uh, later in the show, my question of the night, as I just alluded to, what new wine will you try this month? Hey, it's a new year, it's January, and a lot of people have been emailing me that, you know, they make New Year's resolutions to do a lot of things. I want to lose weight, uh, I want to get more active, I want to stop smoking, uh, I want to be better at my job. A few people have been sending me wine-related, obvious wine-related uh, emails talking about their resolution for the new year, and one is to try new wines, wines that they haven't tried before. So um, that's the question of the of the uh, of the evening: What new wine will you try this month? So get ready on the phone and weigh in on that one. Well, you know, tick 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 on the keyboard and send me uh, some of what you're thinking. All right, let's see what else is going on here. Uh, we'll talk about some industry updates, of course, in my segment called Heard It Through the Grapevine. After that, I'll give you my review of great value-priced wines. Today's wine is great wine from Spain, and around $20, so you'll want to stick around for that one. I will make some red and white wine recommendations in my segment, Stew's Pick of the Week. Also in my segment, starting tonight, of course, that I always do, uh, the Restaurant Pick of the Week be making a restaurant pick for you so when you travel i'll have a spot for you to go to that offers great food and great wine as well so stay tuned for that that I've been getting asked of frequently, so I wanted to take the time to answer this question. Do I or would I consider any commercial sponsorship via videos for wine companies? Okay, the answer is yes, I would. I'm presently in talks with some wine companies to do a few videos presenting their wines. What happened was, as usual, the internet, uh, a few wine companies got on took a look, saw some of the videos that I was doing for a variety of different wine companies and have contacted me with the thought of, again, doing it for their wine companies. So, as always, stay tuned, see how this goes. Hopefully, uh, you may be seeing that in the very, very, very near future. Uh, me as a pitchman or spokesperson, if you will. All right, let's see what else we've got going here. Um, well... Let's move on to my Heard It Through the Grapevine industry updates. This article is from Wine Spectator, and it's, from, um, it's called Timing is Everything. 
by Matt Kramer. Here's an excerpt. He says, We're living in a moment where wine, the whole huge, complex, multinational glop of it, has never been more present in middle-class lives almost anywhere. Indeed, we're only just now seeing the rise of wine as a cultural force in Asia, with far more influence yet to come. So wine in the aggregate is certainly in tune with the times, but not all wine. He goes on to say later in the article, yet the timing is right for Argentina. Not only does the country have something special in its uniquely vast Malbec plantings, but timing gained its producers an edge and an education. Argentina watched enviously in the 1980s as Chile launched its cheap commodity wines in the international market with great success. Then Argentina saw Chile suffer the stigma of a low-rent image from those same cheap wines, an image it's only now overcoming. He goes on to say, when Argentina's time arrived, its producers made sure to offer both inexpensive and high-end wine. Chile paid the tuition. Argentina learned the lesson. Good timing, wouldn't you say? Does timing matter to wine drinkers? You bet. When economics and a low local wine culture are in sync, we get better wines from more interesting producers offering us new notions of wine beauty. Think of California in the 1970s, Italy in the 1980s, Spain in the 1990s, Argentina and New Zealand in the 2000s, and now, starting in 2010, where? Okay, so that completes the excerpt from the article that I was pulling out of it. Okay, my thought. Um, he goes on about now not having the answer to this question, so I wanted to just kind of go on and speculate here. I would speculate that right now, in China somewhere, some winemaker is planting the grapes to harvest the answer to the question for 2012 or 2013. I think timing is everything in everything we do. Haven't you ever thought, if I only had the wisdom I do now and to go back to my college years or high school, what amazing things could I have accomplished? Or if I just zigged left instead of right in my choices of careers. That is why I believe you'll live each day to its fullest and try whatever you think is good for you and the people around you. That's it. Always try to improve on each day and your contribution to it, and you'll be all right. Time will work with you and not against you. That's just you know my, my two cents on that whole thing. Next update is on a sad note. It's also from Wine Spectator as well. It's about wine industry veteran Jose Fernandez of Constellation. It's by Tim Fish. Here's an ex excerpt. Jose Fernandez, a 30-year veteran of the wine industry and CEO of Constellation's North American wine business, died on January 1st following a year-long struggle with brain cancer. He was 54. Fernandez's career spanned several international wine companies, including BRL Hardy, South Corp, and Co-Brand. And since joining Constellation Brands in 2003, he played a key role in the company's acquisition and integration of wineries such as Robert Mondavi, Vincor USA, and Beam Wine Estates. He was a wonderful person with great values and will be missed by everyone across our entire organization. 
Rob, Rob Sands, Constellation Brands President and CEO, said in a statement, Jose was an enthusiastic leader and an innovator whose vision played a significant, significant role in the growth and direction of the company. A classically trained conductor from the Juilliard School, Jose melded his artistic passion with clear business acumen. My thoughts. I rarely get a personal, I rarely get personal, I should really say, on my show about life. However, this article struck a chord with me. My stepson, Justin, at 10, had a brain tumor, and he very luckily survived. And now he's a vibrant and fantastic 21-year-old man. My sympathies, first and foremost, go out to the Fernandez family. Okay. Remember, if you have questions, I have answers. So call me at one 381 4860 or email me at info at StewTheWineGuru. Now let's talk about some great value-priced wines. Okay, today's choice is from Spain. It's 2002 Campo Viejo Rioja Gran Reserva. This wine is a beautifully crafted Tempranillo. After a careful winemaking process, this wine remains in oak barrels for two years to finish. It's aging in the bottle three years at least. The notes on this are maroon and cherry red color, aromas of jam and wood, spicy tones, the average price you'll find this for is $20, and I think it's a fantastic Tempranillo. If you're looking to try a new red wine, if you haven't had any of the Spanish wines before, Garnacha, um, Tempranillo, um, Crianzas, Monastrel, there's plenty of them. I, I think it's a good way to start. The beauty of this is, again, not unlike Argentina, where, um, you know, I should say, yeah, not unlike Argentina, that's correct the first time, where they have wines that they start at a great value price of like 8 or 10 or $12, and you know you can get a really good reserve for between 15 and $20. They do the same thing. This happens to be one of them, by the way. Um, you're getting a reserve wine, a 2002, so you've got at now at this point an 8-year-old wine, and you're spending $20 for it. Hard to find anywhere. You won't find that. You definitely won't find that in California. You definitely won't find that in France, and you definitely won't find that in Italy. Very hard to find. So the beauty of the uh, Spanish wines is that not only are they great value, but they're great tasting. Tempranillo, just to give you an idea, if you've never tasted a Tempranillo before, kind of close, full-bodied, but kind of close to a Cabernet Sauvignon. Not identical, but taste-wise, body-wise. Uh, some of the oak that you get with it definitely is one uh, close to a Cabernet. If you like Cabernets and you're looking for something close to that, again, this could be uh, poured and paired with you know, grilled meats, steak. Um, also, it would hold up well to a red sauce, so anything with a hearty red sauce to it you could also do. But I highly recommend that if you're going to go out and try a different wine this month, 
part of what I was saying to you before, and I urge you to do that starting the new year. This would be a great wine to start off your new year and try and get into some Spanish wine. Okay, on to Stu's pick of the week. Every week, I choose a red and white wine that I recommend for the weekend or for any occasion. This week's red is a 2005 Chateau Beaumont Latour Beaumont. This is from the St. Emilion region of France. This is a great Bordeaux blend of Cabernet, Merlot, Petit Bordeaux, and Cab Franc. A typical Bordeaux blend. Uh, the notes on this are spice, currant, and plum flavors. Definitely got smooth tannins on it. And the aromas are of like oak and cedar, you know, what you'll typically find sometimes. The average price for this is around $15. That's where you're finding, again, a great value. If I say it once, I've said it a million times. You can spend $50 on a bottle of wine, and you're pretty much guaranteed you're going to have a good experience. It's going to be a decent wine and taste good to your sensibilities of wine and your palate. The challenge is to find a under $20 bottle of wine that is really, really good and smooth and tasty really nice. Again, back to old world French wine producing, and you've got a really nice uh, blend here, Bordeaux blend. Okay, my white wine pick of the week is a 2007 Georges Roblin Chateau de Membre Saint-Cyr from the Loire Valley of France. It's a bright, crisp wine with a smoky mineral scent. It also has aromas of lemon mint, got good texture on it, and concentrated flavors of citrus. Sensiers are great for the summertime, or if you're out where you want to relax, somewhere wherever you want to relax, and maybe have um, like a grilled chicken, if you're grilling up some chicken, uh, or any type of light there. Sensiers are really, really good that way. They're just really crisp. Um, Nice wines. You should be able to find this wine for about $23, somewhere in that vicinity. I'd say between 21 and 24 somewhere in that vicinity. Okay, now on to my restaurant, Ron, excuse me, restaurant pick of the week. Town in New York City, tonight's restaurant is for you. This also is going to follow a little bit of a theme here because my recommendation for wines uh, was a Spanish Tempranillo, and my restaurant pick is called Socorat Paella Bar. The address is 259 West 19th Street. It's between 7th and 8th Avenue, right in the heart of New York City. If you want amazing Spanish cuisine, and a great wine list. Do not miss the opportunity to try Socorro. Great gazpacho, 
croquetas, of course. Hayez. It's small, it's quaint, casual, but still definitely a great value. The prices range from about $10 to about $23. And they have some, kind of like a price fix per se, where you can go in and you can get a variety of different things, kind of like a, almost like a tapas, you know, where you can get um, a variety of different types of shrimp or fish and, and steak and meat um, put together. The number to call ahead of time is 212-462-1000. Again, you're going to be in New York City and you want to experience one, an excellent wine list, some, some great wines to, to sip on, and you want really good, authentic Spanish cuisine. This is the way to go. Tell them that Stu the Wine Guru sent you. Alrighty, last but not least, my question of the night from the top of the show. What new wine will you try this month? Now you know, throughout the show, I'll take your calls at one six four six three eight one four eight six zero, or for all of you out there that are shy on the phone, email my your answers to info at stewthewineguru.com, or of course, as we all know, Felix from New Jersey, he takes the lead on that one, and go right into the chat room and put your question in there or your answer or anything. We just want to say hi. You do that as well. Okay, so I see some email answers on this one coming in. Let's see what do we got here. Uh, first one is from Wine Guy from Madison, Wisconsin. I got to tell you, Wine Guy, before I even read your question, or your answer, I should say, man, you got to be freezing because I'll tell you this: here in Florida, again, we've got this cold snap, and of course, I'm going to say how cold it is, and I'm sure everyone out there, especially Wine Guy from Madison, Wisconsin, is going to laugh. But it's like 40 degrees here. And typically, or actually in the 30s too, uh, typically you don't get this kind of weather this time of year. And um, so for us, it's, you know, putting on a, you know, a sweatshirt and, uh, you know, so wearing some long pants and so forth. But um, I know in Madison, Wisconsin, it's probably closer to minus 40. So he says, Stu, love this show. I will be trying some Burgundies for the first time. I always drink California or Italian. Thanks for all the good info. I'll keep listening and have a good evening. Okay, well, thanks, Wine Guy, for your email and the compliment. All right. On to the next one from World O Wine. Oh, okay, from London, UK. London is chiming in on this one, and it says, Stu, cheers to you you got a great way about you, and your recommendations have served me well. I'll be trying some California white wine. I usually drink mostly red, but I'm going to try some whites from your website. Oh, okay. I'll let you know how it goes. Thanks, and I will continue to listen. Well, thank you for your email, World of Wine, and the compliment, and go white wines. You'll love them. So, you know, there's a lot of good ones on there to choose from. All righty. Let's see what else we've got here. Last, let's see, one of these is from So Little Wine from Brisbane, Australia. And it says, cheers, mate. Happy New Year. Your show is super, Stu. I'll be buying some great Italian Tuscan reds 
to try. Keep up the good work. Bye for now. Hmm. Okay. Thanks a little wine for your email. And again, thank you for the uh, the compliment. Happy New Year as well. Let's see. Uh, I have another question that I got here before earlier. And let me just see. This one was just a question um, unrelated to the... Um, Unrelated to the question of the evening, let me just see what this says. I'm trying to read this one. I put this aside. Um, where is this? And okay, here it is. It's from Steve, again from London. I didn't give. Grapes of Bath. <laughs> Great name. All right. Steve or Grapes of Bath, says Steve. Um, I wanted to say, great show, Stu. I've been listening since the beginning. Also, I've seen your wine videos online, and they were very informative. You seem like a natural, yeah? Uh, on to the question. What is the proper amount of time to let a red wine breathe after you open the bottle? Okay, well, thanks, Steve, for the compliment and the question. Let's see. Um, all right, let's answer this one. It all depends on the age of the wine. Older wines really do not necessarily need the time to breathe. Aerating the wine through opening the bottle is more for a young wine that might be a bit tight and needs some time to, you know, breathe a little bit, to, you know, let the air in and bring out some of the essence of the wine. You can use an aerator. I've always recommended that, and that might work better. The usual amount of time without using one to kind of get pinpoint uh, and answer your question. I usually say about 20 to 30 minutes. I mean, really, the, the idea is this. If you open up a bottle of wine, ultimately you want to drink it. at some. You, know, you don't want to be sitting around for hours waiting for it to, to uh, decant or to aerate. And, yeah, you can put it into a decanter and, and, and have that. But, you know, how many people sit around and it takes – you know, if you have like four people and you've got a bottle of wine or a couple bottles, it's, you're going to go through that bottle of wine relatively quickly. So, in essence, you know, how long are you going to let it, uh, let it breathe? Uh, but I say 20 to 30 minutes is usually a good general rule of thumb, you know, and then and just have at it. Uh, if you, if you're, you want to be a little bit more 21st century, use an aerator. Do you have to use it on an older bottle of wine? And when I say older bottle of wine, I'm talking about, let's say, you know, six years old, five, six, seven, and on. Um, you don't have to. Well, you could. It would, you know, I, I think it helps red wines just in general, So uh, rather than having to decant. But that's, uh, you know, that's a good way of looking at it. It's a good thing to do, and it definitely helps out a little bit. Um, let's see what we've got here. Anything else? All right. Um, okay, so my thoughts on the subject. Let's just say this. Um, I'm going to be trying more. Again, we're back, I have to say back to Spanish wines here because I really love Spanish wines. I'm going to be trying some more Spanish Garnachas, uh, Tempranillos this month. They're great values. They're really good all-around reds. Um, there's a couple that I'll recommend to you. I'll just throw out some names. Of course, the Campo Viejo, that the Grand Reserve is a great wine, the Tempranillo. But you also have, there's one called Falsetto. That's a good one. There's one called Borsao, B-O-R-S-A-O. That's another one that's really, really good and surprisingly inexpensive. You can probably find a Borsal for about hmm, $8, between 8 and 10 somewhere in that vicinity, uh, wherever you go. Um, 
There's some Monstrells that are really good. I'm just trying to think off the top of my head a couple of good ones. Yeah, you know, the ones that I had recommended before, uh, Mark the Artisan makes a Monstrell, Old World Monstrell. That's a nice one, too. Um, and uh, I think that would kind of cover But I definitely am going to do a lot more Spanish because, again, like the Argentinians, very, very good value, good wines, and they kind of mirror wines that you normally would try, like Tempranillo is a lot like a, uh, as I mentioned, a Cabernet Sauvignon. Garnaches are more, a little bit more, uh, sometimes a little bit more fruit to them. So I'd say they're more like, um, not exact. I want to say Pinot, but it's really not a Pinot. You, you kind of have to taste it. I'd say maybe more like a Merlot, Shiraz, somewhere in that vicinity. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be doing some more uh, Spanish wine. All right, let me just check here um, in the chat room. Ah, here we go. Ah, got a couple here. Nutmeg. Very nice to see you, Nutmeg. Okay. Uh, Nutmeg is someone that has a show as well on uh, Blog Talk Radio. Uh, if you're still there, Nutmeg, and you wanted to come on, by all means, you know, I'd be happy to talk with you. So up to you. Let's see, Nutmeg, it says there's some uh, Lambrusco in the fridge. Ah, okay, so she's into Lambruscos, Italian wines here. Um, she also likes Merlot. Um, let's see what it, I see. Uh, Felix likes Tempranillo, says it tastes like Merlot to him. And let's see what else. <laughs> uh, it says, oh, well, very nice. Uh, Felix says that, um, that way it says, so let's see what, what it says here. Let me just get caught up. Um, I guess Nutmeg kind of came and went on the page, but it says, I want to stop by and visit and try and listen to what I missed in the archives. Very nice. Okay. <laughs> Still says, wow, see, you may need more, something stronger than wine to warm you up. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's uh, surprisingly cold. Um, let's see. Yeah, 40, and Nutmeg is, was just kind of... Con- Confirming that 40 is cold for Florida. And let's see. Uh, <laughs> they were talking about the gazpacho I was mentioning at uh, at um, the Spanish restaurant in New York. That they like that. Um, and that got some lambrusco. Lambrusia, says in the fridge. I'm, I'm thinking that's lambrusco, what she had meant. Um Let's see what else we've got here. Any other questions for me? Uh, the World Cup Finals is in South Africa this year. Hmm. Okay. Let's see what else he says. Heard their Sauvignon Blanc are decent and Chardonnay too. South South Africa has, just to answer your question there, Felix, South Africa has phenomenal and is well known for their uh, the Chardonnays are good, but their Sauvignon Blancs are even better. So I highly recommend you get a chance to try those. And yeah, hey, I'm I'm a football, or if you will, the way they say it there, but I'm a soccer fan. I played soccer from probably age five all the way through 20. I was on many teams, loved soccer, big Pele fan. Um, also was a New York Cosmos. So now I'm going to throw something at you. Being from New Jersey, you probably remember that they played in the stadium. I'm a major soccer fanatic, uh, so that will be interesting to watch 
the World Cup Finals, definitely. And let's see what else we what else you put in here. And just going through your chat. Um, Gaspacho sounds good about now. Yeah, that's good. Um, let's see. Definitely going to listen in on Nutmeg's show. Um, let's see. All right, going to listen to some of the uh, Pele. <laughs> let's see. Some friends of mine say that they prefer French rosé over Spanish rosé. Okay. Yeah, well, um, I don't know. There's a couple of good French rosés. I, I kind of like, you know what? I do kind of like the French rosés better than the Spanish. And there are some out there that you can try. Um, the one I kind of mentioned before, actually falsetto, which is from Spain, makes both of those. They make a, um, they make a, um, rosé and they make a grenache. That's really, really good too. So something to definitely think about. And then, well, no, not too strong, but I'm just answering Felix in here and Pele, yeah, Pele, yeah, I'm a major... You can tell. I used to do the bicycle kick uh, of Pele's. I, I mimicked that. I, got, I had to get so good at that that uh, I actually did one time in my soccer career actually score a goal. I was a wing. I was a left wing, and I actually scored a goal doing a bicycle kick. Uh, I'll never forget it. Too bad they didn't have uh, video cameras the way they were back then or even phones because it would have been amazing to uh, put up on, on YouTube. Or actually just a half, you know, uh, to be able to play back. But, yeah, I was a fanatic, and I'm still a fanatic. I still watch, um, I used to like to watch, uh, like, Manchester United. Uh, that's kind of interesting to watch some of the uh, English and U.K. teams as well. And when I was out in England, it's pretty interesting to get off a little bit on a soccer kick there for a second. Uh, it was pretty interesting to watch, um, what, of course, they call football there, to watch football and see how fanatical, uh, the Brits are about their soccer, their football, and their teams. They are very particular. I mean, you don't want to talk about, if you're a Manchester United fan, you don't want to be talking about Fulham, which is another team. Uh, I mean, they're like major, major um, rivals. And you don't want to be talking about how much you like Fulham in comparison to Manchester United in certain parts of town. So just, just to let you know. But anyway... I got off on a little tangent there, a little rant on soccer and football. Um, I think, just taking a look here more at some of my emails, don't have any more there. Uh, Felix, thank you for you know chiming in there and uh, getting into the chat room. Nutmeg, thank you as well. Of course, I just wanted to let you know, and I'll be listening to your show, Nutmeg, most definitely, and I probably will also call in and uh, you know just to, to say hi, of course. So, I think that's the show for tonight. We're going to do a 35-minute uh, or so show. I want to thank everyone who listened in and emailed questions. As always, if you have any questions about the show, you can email them to info at stewthewineguru.com. You can go to my website as well at www.stewthewineguru.com and click on the link for all of my wine articles, videos, and to listen to archived wine talk shows that are on there as well. And definitely look at the new video. I just did one. If you, I'm going to recommend to everyone out there listening, go on to YouTube and check out the new Wines of Australia, the uh, video that I did 
for Clancy's or Peter Lehman's Clancy's Red. Now, it's, it's really, really good wine. I've recommended it before. It's about a $13 bottle. It's Cab Merlot and um, Shiraz. And it's a, a kind of almost a perfect blend of the three in about 30, between 30 and 40% each. And fantastic wine with just about anything you want to eat. Really, really good. So if you want to check that out, take a look on YouTube. I highly suggest it. It's going to be up on my website very soon. I just actually produced that one about a day or two ago. All right. Uh, if you have any other questions, by all means, you can shoot them to me at info at stewthewineguru.com. And uh, as I always say, if it's time to pour the wine, it's time for Stew the Wine Guru. Drink up. Good night and good wine. Your motive. And now on Blog Talk Radio, you're listening.